Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Dina. Happy Christmas Eve. Thank you so much. Happy Christmas Eve to you as Jews on Christmas Eve. It's an exciting time for us. It is. We thought this would be the perfect time to have our friend Esther Steinberg on the show because who better to wish you a Merry Christmas than Melissa Rosen, Dina Greenbaum, and Esther Steinberg. (laughs) Merry Christmas from the Jews. Yes, Merry Christmas from the Jews. We're going to dive right in this week because we have a really, really fantastic episode. We talked to Esther about being a new mom and being a comedian in the business and TikTok, of course. Yeah, and we go way back with Esther. We all met at NYU. We were actually in a sorority together, the Jewish girl sorority shocker there (laughs) so we have a lot of fun on this episode let's get to it esther steinberg is a comedian and writer from tampa florida but has reinvented herself as a new yorker who sometimes lives in la she has spent the past decade touring clubs and colleges and has appeared on the marvelous mrs Maisel, oxygen's funny girls live at gotham and while in quarantine she has performed a handful of zoom shows and gave birth to a baby, which leads us to her newest endeavors. She's the host of the Stand Up Mom podcast and has a new show that just premiered on Hulu last week called Up Early Tonight. It's a late night show for moms. She's got a brand new special coming out this spring called Burning Bush. Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Esther. Hey, I feel too old for TikTok. (laughs) You're in the right place. (laughs) I feel like while I'm on TikTok, I go, I feel like I'm a cool mom. But then when you remove the word mom, cool, and no, no. (laughs) I'm a cool mom. Yeah. Guys, we are huge, huge fans of Esther's. We go, we go way back. We'll explain our roots in a bit. But we did want to hear first. Our usual first question for our guests is like, how did you get started on TikTok? But we wanted to hear from you, like what your relationship is with TikTok in general. Like, are you watching stuff on there? You're a comedian. What like what's your relationship with it? Great question. So I got started. I've I mean, I start and stop on TikTok. I hear like buzzwords. So I'm not a successful TikToker. And so when I started it, I was just being silly and I used like a completely fake name and was like doing these weird like Florida stuff I thought was kind of funny. And then I was like, I regret this. I was high when I came up with this idea, like (laughs) it is not reading well and I can't keep up. And so all of a sudden I'll hear a news story that like TikTok has, um, it's like Chinese spyware. And I'm like, See, I have to delete it. And so then I use anything in the news cycle to just be like, deter me. I'm just like, I have to delete everything. And then I start over new and I'm like, I'm only going to look at videos. And then I'm like, I'm going to try. And I'm like, I will go for the baby challenge. Then I tried to do my own like squat challenge. And then I was like, I suck at this. And now I go on TikTok. 
and this is so weird, but my kids never met another kid. Like he's six months and he doesn't know any babies, but there's tons of babies on TikTok. So I show him videos of babies on TikTok and he gets really excited when he sees like a very beautiful baby. And then some less attractive babies, he's less interested in. <laughs> Well, I will say your baby is very cute. And I did stalk your TikToks and your baby's on them. And he's the he, only thing on he it. He's a star because he's very cute. But we are going to get into mom and baby TikTok later. So I'm glad you've oh, seen what? a bunch of the videos. And it's fascinating oh, that you use TikTok for your baby to meet other babies. That's a first. We haven't heard that one yet. So. I'm happy you heard that here. <laughs> Everyone else's baby has babies have tons of friends. And I'm the only one whose baby is super lonely. TikTok friend. He's, a, he's a loner. Oh. So I noticed a lot of parents obviously put their kids on TikTok. What's your thought in general about putting kids on social media? So I my thoughts and my actions make no sense. My thoughts, like if someone like in a vacuum is like, what do you think about people putting their children? I'm like, the internet's not a safe place for children. Um, yield with caution. And there's a bunch of disgusting people out there. With that said, I do post 10,000 pictures a day of my son. Thank you very much. And the reason is I will take a picture of him or interact with him and I'm with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week for six months. And this is kid is just like, it's also not slowing down. It's just me and him. I'm his mom. I'm like constantly around him. So yeah, occasionally a picture is going to come out of an afternoon. And then I like, it's a, it's a disease. I must, must share it. Yes. Yes. It's almost like if you got your makeup professionally done, took a selfie or someone took a picture of you and you were just like, I have to post this. Like, <laughs> there's no question. My eyebrows look so good. And it's sometimes his pictures are so cute. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I have to post it. And so I really wish I had self control because my actual thought is why are you posting it? Who is this for? Are you, you know, what's wrong with these parents? And then I do it because it's just, you cannot, can't stop a cute photo. Yeah. Once the, once it starts going, you can't stop. And then I was like, trying to make something kind of cute or fun for Hanukkah to like send a friend. So then it was like, seemed a little bit more innocent, but in general, like it's still worrisome, especially female babies. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe subconsciously I'm like, he's a boy. <laughs> Yeah. Like maybe so maybe I like a naked picture of my son or something is a little bit easier to share than a naked picture of my daughter. I don't share naked. Yeah, it probably won't get flagged for community guidelines if mm -hmm. since he's a boy. Okay. So also what I find crazy creepy is people who post all this stuff with their kid and then put like an emoji poop or smiley face on top of their kid. Okay. And then I'm like, you're the fucking weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. You won, lady with an emoji on her kid. <laughs> yes. I re it is really strange because I, I feel like how is somebody going to like identify like I to me like all babe like babies sort of are like dogs to me like they all sort of look alike like I'm not going to recognize a baby on the street like it feels weird that you would think but I that know that, that emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. About a poop emoji from anywhere. Also like 
the creepiness of that is even worse than the creepiness of not showing your kitchen. But I have a new, like my pandemic philosophy is like, if you want to wear like full green alphabet makeup, like go for it. If you want to post pictures of your feet and make money, go for it. We're in a pandemic. You want to post pictures of your kid, like does it bring you any joy? Because right now I think we're all like joy hunting mm-hmm. and I'm all for anything that gives you joy. And like for me, it's showing my kid TikTok. That's right. Shoving yeah. the screen in his face yes. and being like, it's a hot baby girl. how are you using tiktok like using social media in general i feel like all of our habits have changed during this pandemic or we're aware of them more and like and especially for you it's not just been pandemic but it's also like now you have a baby and i feel like social media helps you just like connect with people so like the I, i just i'm curious what your habits have been like using social media now versus before Yeah. So it's definitely an addiction and a disease and it's like cocaine or heroin. Like I just absolutely, I'm hardwired to get those likes and the posts. I like will scroll for days, um, buy bullshit that I don't need because the algorithm just knows that I want a shirt that says gratitude on like (laughs) my period. (laughs) Like the algorithm knows how she's on her period. She's going to like want pictures (laughs) of like dumb, horrible sweatpants that cost $100. And then I'm just like, thank God they were sold out or I would have lost a lot of money. Um, But I think the first thing that I posted that I felt like was a shift in a rebranding, I used to post a lot of bikini pictures because I love like pool time and beach time. Like I'm like, whatever. I think I'm on... um, love island and so (laughs) i just like that's my mo and then um got pregnant stopped posting bikini pictures and then i decided to like do a very body positive post not wanting to be the face of body positivity but also being like look here's a girl who used to post about a lot of bikini pictures here's a new bikini picture and it's just like stretch marks and rolls and cellulite and i'm like this is what it is now. And I got a lot of love and I'm like, oh my God, like people actually like me. Like, cause I think everyone hates me. And then I post a picture of me with like tons of stretch marks and cellulite and everyone's like, wants to be my best friend. Um, and then I was like, oh, I need to re I'm rebranding. And I just like, was like consciously going to be like, if there was someone who followed me because I posted bikini or because whatever they, I might lose them. But my new thing is I'm a mom and I am funny. And those are the two things that I'm going to like probably be posting about. So I'm assuming there's going to be like people leaving and coming to my page. But in general, I haven't really figured out how to get a million followers. And I just can't. Like I just have to be authentic. Like if there was a post that I was just like – swipe up for this, this, and this, like went out on a, I just, I can't be cute enough. I feel like you really have to curate to get those like million followers. You really have to be particular. And I'm like too lazy. That's just, I'm not an influencer. Yes. This is why I actually like, I want you on TikTok more. Like I want to encourage you because I think 
that's what Instagram has become. It, it's like you have to be super polished and glossy. Like those are the people who do well. TikTok, what we've noticed, it is like authentic, personal, weird, like super weird. A lot of work though. Well, it doesn't have to be. You it doesn't can, have to be. Yeah. I think like if you just you shared your story about like bikini to like cellulite to mom, like that that's that's a million views right there. I have to like fast forward and put like a crazy yeah. face and like change my outfit. <laughs> yeah. I mean when yeah. someone does like a in sweatpants, then snaps oh, and now they're like in a ball gown, I'm like the amount of time <laughs> like just to put on pants. Yes. yes. absolutely not no one's got time for clothing (laughs) I once did like a transition where I literally just put on a sweatshirt and it took me like four hours and I just kept doing the trying the transition because I could never get it quite right it was and I'm good with with editing but I don't think I'm allowed to edit and then post Gina knows all oh no you can you could edit out of the app and then put it back in the app. Yeah, I think we we'll do a whole a whole lesson. But I I, I see a future for you on TikTok for yeah, sure. The gears are. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess you know I don't know where I'm at because I'm like my favorite thing in the world is like telling jokes and kind of pushing the envelope. So I don't know where TikTok leaves me other than me and my baby and now I'm now I'm just plain old mom like I don't I don't put comedy on that like I wouldn't be like do you want to see my comedy look and it's me doing squats with my kid like how boring (laughs) that's not a reflection of like my work as an artist like that's the problem is social media is this blurred line of like is this her work as an artist or is this her work as a makeup artist yeah. I contoured. <laughs> like, I just want to contour and like watch contour videos and then somehow also be a comedian, but then the two don't. No. <laughs> yeah. I know you had um, said on your podcast you started a Facebook group for stand up mm-hmm. who are moms also. So you are kind of like forming this great community on social media. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the dorkiest thing I've ever done in my life is go to (laughs) facebook.com and join a group called Jewish Women Talk About Anything. It's about 80,000 women. And literally the questions come up like, what kind of tall is? Do you blah, blah, blah. I need a pediatrician in Long Island. And it's just, it's Jews all over the world. It's crazy. And so like the one comment, it'll have like two likes, 600 comments in the comments are replies to those comments people getting into little fights and arguments and i started like going down this hole every day or like going to the bathroom or like in the bath like i was just looking at this website i was like it's so funny then i was like talking about being pregnant someone was like you need to join the subgroup pregnant jewish women talking about anything and i'm like subgroup and then from there i started to join a lot of mom groups one is baby wise which is about sleep training one is about people with like diasis recti which is like the ab separation and then it's like you'll have like seventeen thousand women chatting with each other about their like postpartum regimen did you try this did you try this and it's actually incredibly helpful information and a great way to kill time and waste your 
precious time on this earth. (laughs) So, so with that, I was like, I think I can create a community that people will waste their life on this. Just going back and forth. Like what kind of lotion do you use? My son had a reaction and they're not all Jewish. Um, just that one was when you get into the non-Jews, then you've got a much better like to comment ratio. (laughs) (laughs) And in general, it's just, it's a safe mom groups and they're all private and they're just like a really safe place to post things. And if you freak out and you're like, my baby has a rash, what do you guys think? There's a hundred opinions and all you're looking for is someone to be like, yeah, that happened with my kid and he was fine. Yes. You're all – and plus like moms have weird hours and stuff and they're like up in the middle of the night. Like I also really like responding to things. Like if I've already been there, done that, they'll be like, what pump do you like? And I'm like, funny you should ask, Samantha Rosenblum (laughs) – Steinbracher. Um, <laughs> and I will reply and like give my information. And sometimes my husband will like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm responding to a woman <laughs> okay. who already has 700 people telling her what pump to get, but I'm going to tell her what pump to get. <laughs> and I actually love giving advice that no one asks for. And this is a place where, so I love an idea. Uh, the, I love community. I love private groups. And I, of course, love alienating men. (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed. You're nope, not allowed in. Anything Mm -hmm. that alienates men, I would like to join. Yes. Um, (laughs) I honestly, though, Esther, your podcast has made me feel like I could have a child, which is like really high praise, really high praise. And I, if I can do it, you can do it. That's what I, that's who (laughs) I want to be for people. If Esther can do it, I can do it. No, but that's actually, I said that to my husband. I was like, I just listened to my friend's podcast. I think I could have a baby. Like, I think we could do this because you, and I, this is, I like want to just give you the best compliment ever and to all any of our listeners who like are new moms, we have a lot of friends who've had babies within the past year. It's it's happening. (laughs) It's happening all around us. Well, and almost because of that, like I did start to feel pressure myself. Like, oh, I guess I should start thinking about this. But I'm terrified. I've been terrified to have a child. Every like neurosis of a Jewish woman is true of me. Like every stereotype of that is true. To the point where, like, I think I have so many health issues, so many, like, undiagnosed problems. I'm worried about the pregnancy. I'm worried about, like, keeping the child alive, obviously, like, after it's out of my body. It's really hard to kill a baby, by the way. It's actually, <laughs> you have to actively try. But I say, just get it out of the way. Like, face your fears, get it out of the way. And then, and here's the challenge. Go do your life like have a kid but now go try being yourself that's the hard part yes yeah. that's what i want to hear more from Those you the best procrastination like people are like, oh did you email that person back i'm like i can't email anyone like i'm changing a diaper like <laughs> but really i never emailed anyone back anyways <laughs> i'm very irresponsible like i just don't like emails i don't know i'm not wired i'm like i will <laughs> i told someone FaceTime me. If you want to talk to me, FaceTime me. <laughs> but don't email me. FaceTime me. Like, what are you doing? FaceTime me. Like, I am such a big FaceTime or something. Like, I also think that that's because I'm always with my kids. So 
He's not allowed to like technically watch screens, but talking to someone on a cell phone, I think most people would say is fine because it's still social interaction. Right. Just like virtually hanging out with his aunts or or whoever I'm on the phone with. Um, (laughs) So like, but yeah, um, having a kid is the best excuse to be like, you have no idea how tired I am. Because I was tired before I had kids and now I'm tired and I'm like, I'm a mom. Like, I'm so tired. (laughs) I was always tired. (laughs) Or I literally gained so much weight because I ate whatever I wanted and I'm like, "Uh, no regrets. People are really nice to you when you're pregnant. They're just so nice. I got free Magnolia. I get free. I got free stuff. Oh, out of nowhere, everyone's like, "Miss, please let me open the door." You're you're a princess. Women love you. You're like all chubby and gross, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're glowing." And I'm like, "They're not not threatened anymore." Exactly. I always wanted to be a pregnant woman on a New York City bus. I was like, "Wouldn't that be a luxury to have people get out because of COVID?" Right. Well, I did have someone get up for me on the subway because they thought I was pregnant. So I had that luxury without being a seat. I got a seat. Yeah. Just wear a very, very large winter jacket and you're good. Yeah. I I actually, I don't think it's right to like encourage and push people to have kids because it's just like not nice to do. If it's right for you, dope. If it's not right for you, do not have a kid. Yeah, like if good. you're if you're just not into it, don't do it. Just same with exactly like a dog. I look at dogs like, oh my God, how much work? You have to walk them. You have to feed them and walk them and feed them. And yeah. it is insane. So if you're like on the fence about having a dog, don't have a dog. And I'm still like, I have a kid, but the idea of a dog still seems like so much work to me. <laughs> Yeah. There's one thing you said in in your podcast episode where you're like, I'm a proud type B personality. And like in like the environment we live in, everyone applauds type A's. And I think the three of us are proudly type B because I don't know, like my apartment is a disaster. Like you were saying you don't answer emails, like, you know, but we still get (laughs) shit done. Like type B's still get because there's the perfection procrastination yes. right like this needs to be perfect 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 and i'm like this needs to be done right mm-hmm. and getting it done and which brings me to tiktok i cannot get it perfect done good medium i mean you there's people who are probably like serious perfectionists on tiktok it will not post something unless it's like extraordinary the more creators we talk to actually about that it usually the thing that goes viral is like i literally just made this in two seconds thought it was the dumbest thing like went to bed woke up million like their goal is always like oh yeah it doesn't need to be perfect it's just like kind of a random occurrence um and i think it's just the more natural you are the the better tiktok likes it so that's why it's it's built for you and I'm type I'm type B in that like I think that having an organized workspace is really important and organizing your closet can be like really aesthetic. That almost makes me like I like things that are pretty. Right. Like I love like a pretty color coordinated thing like ooh that looks pretty but if if things are out of place my brain's still functioning. And I think that's like a superpower because if if you cannot function because you're so OCD, so if that hanger is turned the other way, 
I mean, I can't go on. I can't, I can't walk into a room. It's like, you can fucking walk, just walk in, just deal yeah. with it. So I get a little mad at people who are like, I'm so OCD. Like your car is a mess. I'm like, I have, it's one water bottle, but if you want to say it's a mess, then like, by all means, enjoy your version of reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always, I think people our age who have kids, I always think of them as just like having their life together and being that type yeah. of person. And like in the best of ways you articulate, like that's not the case. We're in a pandemic. You just had a newborn. You're like forging ahead with this awesome career that you have. So I think it's amazing. And yeah. Like feeding a baby like I don't care how OCD you are like it's a it's a mess and taking care and like the baby's messy and the baby's playing like if you don't let kids be a mess a little bit like create a environment yeah you don't want like beautiful gorgeous furniture and and dresses when you're handling they'll just throw up on you and poop on you so if you're in sweatpants and you're like oh he pooped on me like Put on new sweatpants. <laughs> like if you're, if you like throw a fit because a baby like pooped or puked on you, like you, your experience being a mom will be terrible. But if if you can handle like a little stain or two on your outfit, then you, you're, you, it's easy. Right. Well, that's, and I like, like what you said before, like I was tired before I had this kid, but now I'm going to blame it on the kid. Like all my clothes have stains on them already. <laughs> Or if I'm two minutes late, it's like, do you know how hard it is to have a kid? (laughs) (laughs) I've never been on time for anything, but do you understand like having a kid is so hard? People give you a lot of breaks. And also, you know what? It's the first time in my life that I totally focus on not me. Like I'm now seeing selfishness to a crazy degree because that's the one thing, the perspective of being a mom. I'll look around and someone's just so self-absorbed, so selfish, and so just like them, 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 and what they look like and like fussing over this one earring. And I'm like, I live in a life of just like throw something together to eat because it is nonstop Moses. That's It's my whole life is is making him happy. And it's so fulfilling and so lovely. And he's so cute and so sweet that it's like, I don't care if the earrings not matching the shoelace, like it doesn't matter to me. Uh, Yeah, I see selfishness and like around family members that are don't have kids. Not that they're doing anything wrong. It's that they are the center of their own universe. What else would they think about besides themselves? There's no one else. And my husband doesn't really, that's a partnership where I'm just like, I do stuff for him. He does stuff for me. Very like give and take, but like a kid is no give and take. Mm. It's you do so much and they just cry. And you're like, I signed up for this. (laughs) He's not making you breakfast every once in a while, Moses. Nothing. Nothing. He looks cute. He does laugh at everything. I can get him to laugh. And that feeds the part of my (laughs) I just have to, the minute that he starts being like, mom, you're not funny. Then I'm like, get the fuck out of this house. (laughs) We're going to get, we're going to get a new kid. But right now he laughs. I swear he has a sense of humor. Because do you know the song? Zoom golly golly. It's like a Hebrew day school song. And they go, yeah. Zoom golly golly golly, Zoom oh, yeah. golly golly. So I started doing that. Like, that's the only thing, I, that's the only song I know. And then I started doing 
Zoom comedy, 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 Zoom comedy, comedy. And I swear I switched the words and he just started laughing and laughing. And I was like, I am hilarious. Oh, <laughs> and there's no one to listen to me all day. I'm just like, I'm just funny into the ether, into the atmosphere. And it's really a sad life. Oh. Oh. If I was a painter, I'd be like, look at all the work I did. But I'm a comedian. So I'm like, I've been so funny this morning <laughs> to know why I was, I told 11 jokes to my coffee mug. Um, all right. So let's move on. Let's talk about mom TikTok. Um, so we thought this would be super fun to talk about with New mom. I, nothing. Moms love nothing more than judging other moms. Let's. <laughs> so, and, there's and it begins. There's, yes. There's like a lot of podcasts moms are doing. There's a range on TikTok. So this this first account um is going to bring up. Is she hot? Too. Is she hot? Does she have nice tits? <laughs> I mean, they are all really pretty. But um, this one is Gray and Mama, and this is this cute little Asian boy and his mom and he became famous on TikTok for he he has like this catchphrase he says thank you mama and she'll hand him like random mostly food she hands him things and the video is just him saying thank you mama and he's like this cute little boy it's adorable okay, mom, what does he think thank you mama means <laughs> I think he thinks it means like more food. Like, yeah, I think that he was taught like, hello, goodbye. And if you want more food, you have to say thank you, mama. Yeah. <laughs> you can teach them that anything means anything. They don't know. They can't fact check. He's very cute. I, I like it. TikTok has like, there's this wholesome little side of it. He's cute. No, undeniably very very cute. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. Is not the reason he's famous. He's famous because he's cute. He's cute. That's it's all true. super. And his mother put in the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this other one, speaking of a mom who puts in the work, is this one. Oh, am I pronouncing this right? Suhi Jessica. Yeah, she makes these little bento box lunches yeah. for her yeah. daughters, and it's like pristine and perfect food. Let's make some lunch for my kids. Today I'm making tuna rice balls, aka onigiri or chumokbap. I started off with some canned tuna, Japanese mayo called QP, some black pepper and a little bit of soy sauce and mix that all together. I start off by wetting my hands with a little bit of water and then forming steamed rice into little triangles, adding the tuna in the middle and then adding rice on top. And you're just gonna mold it into a little triangle. I cut a strip of nori with scissors and then I'm just adding the little rectangles on the bottom. I got this cute heart puncher from Daiso in the stationery section and it's perfect for punching out little shapes in the nori. To add a little bit more flavor and to make it even more cuter, I'm adding some furikake on the sides. Uh. So I saw her do like two little penguins made of rice and corn, starch, starch, then little pieces of seaweed, but not enough to be nutritious. And then I think berries, sugar, and then something else starchy. What was it? Oh, then like, like bread. It's an unbalanced meal. It's all for the aesthetic. I love the judging mom. Yes. What nutritional value are... 
white rice? I'm really also judge because the portions are always very small. That bento box, like if they were, if my mom were to give me that, I'd be hungry for the rest of the day. Like I think I'd need more food. My mom did turkey lunchable, a jello or like a yogurt that I hated, (laughs) cut up fruit a lot of the times, a chewy bar. Oh, yeah. Some kind of fruit by the foot or fruit roll up, depending on which one had a sale. Mm -hmm. And then maybe some goldfish and then like a pear with bruises on it. Right. And a dunkaroo. I I don't think I ate like real food until I was like 25. I, my, my lunches consisted of just like, I used to get like sprinklings yogurt, which was mostly just sugar and like food coloring. And sprinkles, yes. sprinkles. Sugar and food coloring is yeah. the main ingredient that, in a nineties baby's blood. That was all I, that was I don't know how I survived. Like you're right. It is probably really hard to kill a child because I just existed off of like nothing nutritious. Gushers and Diet Coke. <laughs> I did ruffles, sour cream and like Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, uh Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. I was and I looked amazing. Oh my god, I was hot. I was like so hot. I was like, I was like more gushers, please. See, I did all that, but I would have McDonald's and my order was a double quarter pounder with cheese, a super sized fry, and a super sized orange soda. So I did not look amazing. And then my dad would buy the Happy Meal toy because I was a kid, so I was just morbidly obese as a child. <laughs> it's your dad's fault. Yeah, he, he was. It's just like well, anyways, the judgment is like, I love that two things. Like, clearly, this woman is talented. She's making like beautiful penguins out of rice. One, it's not nutritious. This portions are small. There's no nutrients or minerals, but also we didn't, we were eating gushers. So whatever. no judgment. Um, it's my mom was not making me kale Caesar salads. And then, and then, um, the worst is just like, you know, that this woman has like a potential to be like maybe a designer or an artist of some sort. And a lot of, I've seen a lot of moms have a lot of creative energy and just like take the kid and just source their creative energy. And my response is take your creative energy and do something for you. And then half-fast a shitty rice lunch. I like, but that I'm also like, this is a perf- this is a performance. That lunchbox that she packed for her kid is getting thrown away. This is a TikTok video. I should do that too. My son is six months. I should be like making lunches and then just like take eggs and do a smiley face and like just eat it myself. Right. Well, yeah, what I love is people use her audio to kind of drag her. So they'll put her audio over their visuals, which is of like a disgusting lunch. And they're all so funny. So I'll go into her account, click the audio and just watch comedies of other people doing that. So that's why that's the kind of TikTok I need to do is ragging on other moms. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Like a take take a type A mom and just Mm -hmm. Put my like baby with like food all over his face. Yeah, just use her audio for these things. A gourmet jar of mashed up green beans. <laughs> and we're gonna shovel it into my fat son's face. Speaking <laughs> of bad food, there is this very cute TikTok that's super viral. There's a couple, it's a British kid who says his mom's food is rubbish. 
So this is what my mum's made for dinner. It's rotten. She's fucked it up. Oscar! What? If you don't bloody like it, you can make your own It was, became dinner. super viral on TikTok. Have you seen it? No, but feels very British. And their food truly is garbage. It looked terrible, yeah. The best was the mom's response. Is this, like, cute? Is it an act, you know? Are they, like, say the thing? Say the rubbish thing? No, the mom's response was very, very real. Like, if if she was acting, she'd be like Meryl Streep. She's like, make your own um, fucking dinner. Who was filming? The little, the kid was. It was, all you see is like the disgusting food and the kid's voice. Like the kid had the camera. Interesting. Well, I need to teach, I told my friend Eric that the first thing I'm going to teach my son is how to press record. Yes. The hold bed. the camera, hold it up, now press record. Now hold it up, point the camera, <laughs> press record. This is, I wonder this too, because there's actually been a few like kid videos go viral on TikTok where they, they're like little kids who mm. are just like posting to their parents' account. I have the same question you have, Esther, that's just like, could this have actually been natural? Or like, right. because ultimately they're posting to their parents' account, which mm. means it's probably actually their parents. It's like okay. Kim Kardashian being like, Northy stole my phone and took a picture of my butt. Exactly. Oopsies, and then she posted it by my leg foundation. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I already have so many different leg foundations. I can't right now, Kim. <laughs> Northy stole my phone. That is, uh, well, one person has an Instagram account of like, oh, oh, I'm sure she also has a TikTok. And it's the kid painting on an easel. She's really bad, but she's young. So it's like, whoa, she's painting. And I'm always so impressed with that. Or like getting a kid to like hold a shot glass and like drink water from the shot glass. I'm like, whoa, they taught the kid. Because yes. you can teach a child anything because they are sponges and their brains are better than ours. The like rate at which my son is understanding things, he went from being like never before seen people like came out of my vagina and now he's learned to eat, learned to this. So within six months, learned a billion trillion things. And I learned nothing. I'm losing brain cells every day <laughs> and I'm like getting old as he becomes a person. And so I think you can teach your kid anything, but I will say like, I do need help in my life. Like when I have to put myself on tape, I, there's a hole, there's like a job that needs to be filled in my household, which is hold the camera, take pictures, record. I don't know if I can teach my son how to do that. There's a, a TikTok baby who they taught how to pour juices and shot glass and things like that called the Yeet Baby. And it's actually this very cute uncle who's teaching the baby. So if the Yeet Baby can pour Hot a shot. uncle, cute uncle. baby. Yep. Kid <laughs> pouring shots. It's a good recipe. Yeah. See, that's what I need. I need like one skill. He'll be like, my son can connect things on Bluetooth or something. <laughs> And then I'll like do my makeup so I look adorable and then I'll put him in like an adorable outfit and then we'll like pretend that I can't do something and then he'll do it. <laughs> There's like a, there is a recipe for success that and it's probably like, yeah, a viral TikTok if I ever. Yeah, it sounds like Bluetooth is the way to but go. But it's like, how dare you post someone something where a kid has isn't in his 
best outfit and you're not in your I probably would be on TikTok more if I if makeup didn't exist. I feel like the pressure of like looking pretty and like putting on eyeliner. Can I TikTok with no makeup? It's preferred actually. Like the TikTok fans prefer a natural look. We've gotten that over and over from really absolutely. I spend two hours a day putting on a really natural dewy foundation. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know why I became obsessed with makeup but I guess to me social media is people who are made up mm-hmm. but that's not TikTok it's though. not and I think that's why people are loving TikTok because it actually yeah. feels very different from Instagram and Facebook hmm. I think that I've just seen dance videos I'm just like it's not for me like I see like one video and I'm like Mm-mm. no the choreographed dancing he's not old enough yeah, so I have it to, gets, yeah. I'm just like my kid's not old enough for that. I can't. Oh, yeah, the, the side of TikToks where it's just dancing, where you feel like creepy for watching younger guys, that is definitely. It's called straight TikTok, actually. And then there's all these other sides of TikTok that's like comedy, moms, babies, whatever, all, yeah, all the other. Yeah, my gay friend posted something where he's walking down the street and he was like, "We're in Trump's district," and he's holding hands with his husband and he goes we're married you have a problem it was kind of funny not that funny but it was pretty pretty good all the comments were like hatred and keep getting shared with like trump stuff and oh, i called him and i'm like get off tiktok it's oh. literally it's like teenagers and their hormones and they're mean no he and i just basically was side. like get off tiktok you're he better than that side, and, like, yeah. two days later i posted a picture of like me doing squats with my kid and i'm like sorry <laughs> <laughs> but i kept saying like listen <laughs> hormonal. they don't know what they're doing they just spew hate <laughs> on the internet yeah i guess every corner i turn i'm like oh she's making nice lunches that's not me Oh, they're doing a dance. Oh, they, they hate gay people. Well, fuck you, TikTok. But it's like, I guess you could say that, you know, Instagram, they have people like traveling the world with their like bohemian husband. And I'm like, I've been traveling and I don't look like these people. No, yeah. Like I, Or they're, you know, it's like, do you want to do nature pictures? Do you want to do naked pictures? It's really up to you. But there's some funny things like, okay, so these two trends that we found so one is this funny thing that was going around with like naming your baby. So it started out on like, yes, the very sort of influencer type of like, my name's Marianne and here are all the like baby names I have in mind. And it's like Cooper and Clayton and whatever, like super. And yeah. Colby, Madison. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, totally. Yeah. But then, so this is when TikTok can do good or can be funny is people would do at the video and would just make fun of it entirely like one of my favorites this girl just like sort of made them all like she showed videos of like all these creepy looking dolls and like all their names were like based on like witches or something and it was just like a very funny irony of it was very funny and my brain was just like "Uh, how did she know how to do that like I'm just like I just think it's so, it's really, you know, that's what it is. It's like, oh, 
this is what you do. Okay, I'm going to make fun of that or add on to it or tag it, which I feel like is something I could potentially do. But then I'm like, you know, you have to find the video to make fun of it. That's true. And then I saw like baby challenge where you walk with your baby and then you hit a wall with your own hand. And then the baby starts to freak out and cry because the baby is like, loud noise, did I hit my head? Because you grab your baby and you're like, oh, don't cry. You've never hit them. You hit the wall, then say, oh, sorry, baby. And the baby cries. Yeah, I don't like that trend. I think that trend is very mean. I don't or know. The, something about it. Yeah. Video where it's like skrr or something like that, and you throw water on your kid until. Oh you cry. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so. <laughs> okay. Windows like dun, 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 like boom, when you first open up a windows, I don't know, and then you like squeeze your kid. It's a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is borderline child trauma potentially. How many yeah. times did they film this? How yeah. many times? Yeah, right. It's not good to waterboard your baby. I want my kid to be like in in TV and movies, but that's not ever going to happen ever because my husband and I, and mostly my husband, thinks um, that putting kids in a working environment is really bad. Like if he's cute and I snap a photo, awesome. But if I am trying to like get him to do things and rehearse with him and like push push him to get it right we have issues I think that's when they're becoming more self-conscious than they would have been they're more I mean they want to play and be silly and make mistakes that's what being a child is all about yeah. But you can, you know, potentially pay for their college with a one or two McDonald's commercials. It's true. It's a it's a hard line. I mean, there are people who don't believe in like animal actors. Right. Which right. basically babies are just animals. <laughs> I also don't feel like my son like being someone's kid is also kind of an issue for that kid because if he wants to like go into accounting or be an architecture like a chef like amazing but if he wants to do comedy he's literally going to live in the shadows of his parents and not that we're big stars but we're at a point where if our kid wanted to do it there would be like a couple of like phone calls and he would get some things that he wouldn't have gotten if he was just an absolute rando like I was just like thinking about Cassie David and how like there's so many opportunities like flying at her head because she's Larry David's daughter. But at the same time, she will never, ever, ever know what life is mm-hmm. without being in his shadow. And so there's like pros and cons to the nepotism. Yeah, that's true. Because you can't fully be like she totally deserves this or worked for it because like – you don't know. Mm-hmm. She could. Yeah. She might be working 10 times harder than the yeah. normal 26-year-old. We don't even – but there's just no way of, like, creating a science project of being, like, a controlled – here's your work without your dad. Here's your work with your dad. See? You don't deserve right. it. See? You do deserve it. So, like, everything I do is all me because my dad is not famous at all. And that's 
the TikTok thing is confusing because it's like, are you creating fame for your child? Mm. Right. And it's like, what's the ultimate goal then? There's got to be like, this conversation is actually making me feel like I should not do TikToks with him, but I could do TikToks about him. Or I did a mm. video. I did one video. This was the good one. I was talking it like I was complaining to him about my acting career and I was like, the writing's good. And it, I posted on like Facebook. It probably belonged on TikTok, but all I did is film him very separately and he's in his swing and he's going back and forth <laughs> and he makes all these weird faces. I cut up all those weird faces and then I put my, I was alone filming and was yeah. like, you know how it goes with acting, the casting director. I mean, the script is good. And so that he's making all these reactions, but they were they could be filmed in separate rooms. Yeah, I love that. I like that. Yeah. That's gotta go on the talk. Get it up there. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of am wondering, okay, so you become famous because you're a kid. W- right. What do you do from there? Yeah, I'm wondering if they're getting like brand deals. I think a lot of them are. I've seen like the early TikTok baby famers like getting sponsored by like diapers or things like that. But again, when they grow up, like I don't know, what's what's the point? in the end I some of the moms aren't in the spotlight or comedians or actors and then they have a million followers and then what do they do I think the worst thing I do is that when I'm around my baby because I'm blaming the pandemic now but he does see me on my phone Mm. and I wish he never ever saw me on my phone that's just not a reality that we live in but it makes me think like all these parents are posting all this really cute stuff Okay, here's an idea. I, the other day, was trying to get my kid to smile to take a picture. And how I do that is there's like a song and I go, I go, (laughs) and he starts to smile because he likes that song. And if he doesn't like it, I go, (laughs) so um, what if it was like a point of view of like trying to get the kid to smile? Yeah. Yeah. Because – on one side of the camera is like a kid being like, please, mommy. Thank you, mommy. But on the other side is some woman with like yeah. bleach stained sweatpants. Like her yeah. hair is in the closest butt. And she's like, <laughs> say, mama, mama. Thank you, mama. Okay. Thank you. And it's like the amount of time she had to say thank mm-hmm. you, mama. Right. Kids say is it's I think for every word you have to say it like a hundred thousand times. I made that up, but true. No, I think that's great. I think that's what does well on TikTok. It's like the thing of like you think you're watching and then there's like a twist to the trend and everything is an iteration. And that's why there's just like such a like piss you off as a real filmmaker. No, actually, I am obsessed with TikTok because I'm like, I hate, I never got into Instagram. I've not posted ever. And I discovered TikTok. And as a filmmaker, I'm like, there are so many talented people. This is like who are telling a story in 60 seconds and like vastly more talented than I am. I can learn from these like tweens. You're you're just on the wrong side of TikTok. We'll sit, we'll, we'll get you the right how do you side. Get, how do you even start? So you just just literally scroll on the for you page. You gotta push start, through. Like, you, you gotta push oh, through. Do I, do, do I have to do what's trending? No, uh, no, 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 no. Just just watch a just lot to start and, and get rid of all the videos you don't like. Swipe away. Just swipe away it's really quick. Where it's sort really? of like t- mm-hmm. it's like you gotta know you. How can I alienate Matt? 
just oh, no. swipe away. I'm on like hardcore feminist and like anti-capitalism TikTok at this point. <laughs> show what part of what dark corners of TikTok can I like show people stretch marks and they like applaud me and call me a hero? Um, Lizzo is really great. She's posted such good like body positivity. So like look at Lizzo's comments and you will feel like amazing about the people on TikTok. And then people can comment on your videos and are they mean? They're mean There's sometimes. Been- they're the nicest people if you're on the, you the, nice. the right side. It yeah. takes I, think I should advise my friend to do TikTok, but but like start over. Yeah, that's the thing. And you were saying like you start an account, you could like restart and start over again. We just had this fitness instructor on and he basically learned by like he started his own account. He's like, it wasn't doing well. Then he just really got into his niche and exploded and got 100,000 followers within three months. What was the catch? The catch was he's Peach Club, so he does glutes, specifically fitness, and people love it. He's, like, helping people. He's helping people. Yeah, simple workout videos every day. How long can a TikTok video be? 60 seconds. That's it? That's the max? That's the max. They say that they're going to expand to three minutes because – they're doing some deal where it's going to go on like Samsung TVs or something. So it's, it's taken over. I know I think three minutes too long, but it's more and more becoming like YouTube in a way. Who's the biggest TikToker? Charlie D'Amelio. She has over a hundred million followers. Who the fuck is she? That's not a good, she's not on our side though. You need to She's the biggest TikToker. Good people. You yeah, you got you gotta you're living under a rock here. You guys are so positive and so lovely and so cool that you're making me rethink what is in my brain the devil. Also, I feel like they say like don't write text messages or emails or post things that you wouldn't want on the front page of the newspaper. TikTok is kind of like in my brain, I'm like, don't make something that you don't want that to be the first thing when someone's like about to hire you. And they're like, oh, what's her name? Like, oh, Esther Steinberg. She's really funny. She's a comedian. Here's a TikTok of her. And then it's me just being really awful, like (laughs) just atrociously unfunny, like tone deaf, just didn't get it too old for the you know, and then someone's like, eh, I think we should go a little younger or <laughs> or whatever it is. It's like, um, unfortunately, the Internet is like a portfolio, like your, t- yeah, your stuff is your things that like filmmakers and casting directors like, who was that? Oh, yeah. Look at her video. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> I first of all, I think like you're amazing and you have so much experience at this point. Like you're not going to put crap out there. Like, first of all, right. no. Yeah, you know better. But also the thing with TikTok is that like you can test shit out and you can delete mm-hmm. shit. Like if something if you put something out there and it doesn't get any views or it gets hate comments, just delete it. And it's private. It's yeah. Not. I feel like it's worth trying. I think maybe if uh, maybe if I allow myself to put out like bad stuff, like I always think I when I do stand up back in the old days, <laughs> I performed to stand up uh, many moons ago. I was always like, you got to try jokes. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And then some of them are keepers and you're like, I'm a genius. And some of them you just do not. Oh, that sounded better in my car. Like, let me never tell that joke again. Or 
you try it three times, it just like fails. Like you, I'm all, I'm all about allowing things to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to do, I always say like, you have to like get through the garbage to get to the good stuff. So yeah. for me, I'd probably have to do like four really bad TikTok videos before one is even mediocre and then work from there. Can I also say that line, get through the garbage to get through the good stuff, I actually think is like, that should be TikTok's tagline. Because when you first start on TikTok, they will feed you garbage. Because the most popular videos are this Charlie girl. She's 16 years old. She's cute, but she literally just like smiles at the camera. And that's the whole video. And you're going to be like, I feel like a part of am I watching this? <laughs> no, but like you smiling won't get won't go viral. <laughs> Only Charlie will. I also feel like I have to reinvent something like I can't just be me because I don't know where me belongs but I guess if I had to I could like put on clothes and then snap and then put on really cool clothes you, there's more to it you gotta get through the garbage what I to think get, it the is. get through the garbage to get to the good stuff this is the tiktok mantra that and be like <laughs> me and my kid naked me and my kid with clothes on and then I go viral and you guys were like wrong all along to me (laughs) (laughs) to be interesting (laughs) is it do you think it's crazy that that's what I think it is is like snapping and being in new in a ball gown I think that was a trend like many many months ago so like if you <laughs> that's the coolest thing I know so like if you but if you go on if you start the app now like you'll get those viral videos with millions of hits because that's what they think is like the cream of the crop content. So they're going to feed that all of you, to you now, even though it's older. It's just, I mean, I spend three hours a day on there. So Really? Oh, yeah. But, so my question is like, so you're spending three hours a day doing this. You're an incredibly talented filmmaker and balabusta or whatever it is that you, <laughs> whatever the titles are on your list of things that you do and don't you feel like it's just a fucking waste of your life? I mean, yes, I think that it's ruining my brain and that like I should be doing other things, but it's also just ridiculously entertaining. And like I watch less TV. I don't read. Like I'm just on TikTok <laughs> scrolling around. And like want, we start I want whatever TikTok you're having. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why we started this podcast because there are such great creators. And if you just look through like who we've interviewed, some are really amazing comedians who have hit it on TikTok. And most of them are like improv people. We were just saying that like a lot of them have improv backgrounds because they'll just get in front of the camera, have like a cool concept and then cut it together and put it up. And they're like, yeah, it takes me like an hour. And then they're TikTok famous. I think I need some form of structure. Like I remember a long time ago when YouTube was super dope. Um, it was like all these people were like the seven people that you'll find on Tinder. And then I did like the seven girls you meet on J-Day. And it was really great because I just worked within that parameter. And it was like really fun. But I just, I have no, literally the only parameter I can think of is this psycho lady making a totally unhealthy lunch Mm -hmm. that looks like panda bears. And then with like long nails, I couldn't get over her gross claws, (laughs) like huge, long acrylic pandemic (laughs) nails. And then, I mean, it's my pandemic length. And then, and then it was, you know, snapping into a ball gown and then there's like choreographed dances that I'll never ever be able to do 
And I also don't have it in me to like self-deprecate and be like, I'm trying it out because I watch those dance videos. And if and if you aren't going to give me some sauce, like I will be actively mad about it. Like, why did I watch this dance video when there's nothing redeeming? The one thing I find very flattering and cool is that technically my album is available on TikTok for people to be like mouth along with it. Yeah. And people have people use that as audio? Yeah. A handful of people, especially like the engaged one for some reason, people are like, I'm engaged. And then there'll be like a girl I've never met before being like, and like yeah. mouthing along and showing her ring. And it's like so funny to see people. I don't know if they're huge fans or just chose that soundbite for no reason. Right. But it is so flattering and adorable yeah. to see people using that. So I'm like, oh my God, like young girls are mouthing along to a raunchy, horrible, inappropriate <laughs> joke. I'm, I'm changing the world. No joke. You are. So e- each week we do like a lightning round of questions. So we just have five super quick questions that first thing that pops into your mind, let us know what you think. Okay. So the first one is, what's the most difficult thing about being a new mom? Oh, fuck. I was going to like shave your legs. Like there's no time. There's no time for you. I guess the most difficult thing is like finding time to shave your legs. It's not as bad as I would have thought. (laughs) Like your hair, your hair being brushed, bottom, bottom of priorities. No, and no one cares about your hair. All right. These are all going to be like new mom questions. It's a little bit selfishly like wanting to pick your brain more about having a child. Um, I'm so like more than excited to give my hot take on being a babysitter. (laughs) Okay, what's been the most surprising thing about having a baby? Um, hmm. Probably, I mean, I was shocked how hard breastfeeding was. Mm. And I was shocked how much I became flexible. So like there was a moment where I was like, I will never, ever, ever, ever have a C-section. I had a C-section. I will never, ever, 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 ever give my kid formula. I gave my kid formula. So like I have goals for myself and then I'm up against the challenge and then I like you just make do so I almost surprised myself with my own flexibility of like my kid will never watch screens and I'm like except this and like I yeah I have all these ideas but then I'm like once um you're there like oh my nursery is gonna be perfect and it's gonna say his name and then I'm gonna have like this one like really it's like no it's a mess it's fine everyone's gonna survive yeah Yeah, I love that. What do you know now that you wish you knew before having a baby? How hot my body was. (laughs) If I could make sweet, sweet love to my old abs. Like, I used to not, I used to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I love my body, whatever. And now I'm like, that old body? Like, I... It's it's the same thing. Like all of us are gonna have so many wrinkles. We're gonna be like ninety years old. We're all gonna have golf carts in Boca, like across the street from each other. God and Lord. the like, your skin's gonna get really, really wrinkly. And then you're gonna see a picture of you at thirty one and be like, I was gorgeous. <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like, Is that you? And you're like, Yeah, that was me in twenty twenty when I thought I was fat. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think like, I think I've got a glimpse of how you have to like 
be in love with yourself because it's only going downhill. Sad. <laughs> it ain't getting better. Look, look in the mirror. It's the best it's gonna be. Yeah. Just use an app. Show yourself as like a wrinkly old lady, or if you want to go the Botox route, also a fun experiment. Neither of them are better than what you look like right this second. You are the most gorgeous creature you'll ever be. Yes. All right. What's been the best part about having a baby during the pandemic? No FOMO. Mm. He's got so much attention. Some days in the pandemic, I'm like, what's the point of life? Like, what are we even doing? And then it's like, I only get to think about that for like 0.5 seconds because I have to feed him and then change him and then do this and then do this. So at the end of the day, I feel like I really accomplished something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I raised a kid. It's like, sometimes I'm like, I did nothing today. It's like, no, I, I, I fed a baby and I put him to sleep and I played with him and I read him three books. I think the short books are – those are really accomplishments. <laughs> You're like, I read three books today. What did you do? <laughs> yes, they were four pages. It doesn't matter. I read three books. And I just feel like I'm I'm just nourishing him with love and kisses and food and this and this. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I, I read this really stupid quote. I'm going to say it. It's sappy. And it's actually kind of self-deprecating, but it says sometimes the best contributions that you can make to the world are the people that you raise. And I was like, mm. imagine like like Obama's mom reading that quote or like someone, Nelson Mandela's mom, like we don't, she could have just been like, I don't really want kids. Right. Like, we have all these like amazing people in the world. Oprah's mom, like, thank you, Oprah's mom. Whatever you did created someone who I'm obsessed with. So maybe my son will be like a world leader and I'll be like, my comedy was nothing compared to like the changes that this kid is making. Could be a lot of pressure to put on him. He might, you know, just be a punk, a crusty punk with a skateboard. <laughs> and, then, and then and then back to me. Back to me. <laughs> so it's like I think it's I think it's cool to think that like, for instance, my husband's family, there's his dad is one of six, and each of them has three kids. So this one woman made six kids who then have families and kids and the and they're really beautiful people, like generous and loving. Like it's in their veins to just be like kind, which is <laughs> radical. And they all get along. They're all kind. And they all are doing really interesting things. I swear they're all changing the world mm-hmm. and in a, like Jewish making positive family? impacts. Is this a Jewish family? <laughs> Grew up poor. And I was just like, you know what? Like she could have just been like, I don't really want kids. But it's like you can just like produce amazing people. And I'm like, I'm really, I'm, re- I'm really into that. Like I also think it's selfless to just be like, I'm gonna give you the resources, and you do what you want. But this could potentially, my son could be someone's husband, and he could have a kid who's so like, uh, he could be a teacher and like change people's. I don't have to do it. Right. Like, I don't have to be the one that changes the world. Like, I just had a kid. That could, <laughs> like, I, you can kind of, like, remove yourself from the responsibility of being like, I'm not an astronaut. Like, my kid could be an astronaut. And then you, like, start. <laughs> I think that that's, like, messes a kid up. So I'll, like, secretly be like, change the world. Make it a better place. 
Well, when he's old enough to understand, we'll play him this podcast back so we can hear what your your hopes and dreams for him. And he's probably just going to be like, I want to be in the NBA and I want to be a basketball player. And I'll be like, like all Jewish okay. boys. Yeah. He, I think that all boys care about his sports. And I'm like, but if you want it, I don't know. I'm not going to put the pressure on him to be a doctor or a nurse. But we do need them. Mm-hmm. You can go to NYU nursing school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you guys should both have a bunch of kids. And I'm already like, I already want more because I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the title of being a mom. I feel like that's like yeah. like a I feel like I got a promotion. Mm. I enjoy the aspect of raising a kid. And I enjoy the fact that like my skills of being a comedian, cool. But I also have some like really cool skills of like, I don't know, dealing with my son. And I'm like, oh, there's other things to me that can like be put to use. Yeah. I've never felt more useful than being a mom and a baby being like, I want you, I need you. And also I never ever liked bonded with a child before in my whole life. Cause every time I touch a baby, the baby starts to cry. Yeah. And so and I'm like, where's the mom? Here's the baby. Because the ba- baby's mom – no. Babies only want their moms and moms want their babies. And then like your friend's roommate's like, oh, I'll hold the baby. No, baby don't care about you. You're not the mom. Yeah. So when you become the mom, you're like, oh, my God, this baby's obsessed with me. <laughs> and then it's really badass to be like, oh, my baby doesn't want you because you're not the mom I'm the mom (laughs) that's what I like about you said I think you said this on your podcast too and I was like oh my gosh thank god because like I've never I've never really interacted with a baby before I don't really like babies to be honest they're not very they're not like if you watch watch a nature show and the elephant is protecting the baby or whatever or the, the whale is with their baby the baby doesn't go to another whale. Like the baby, the like a lion baby, those like they'll just eat them. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. if it's not your kid, you'll just eat them for lunch. But if it's your kid, you'll like cross the Sahara and like die for them. If it's not, then it's like maybe should we eat this? <laughs> Kids are your own. I mean, I think that aunties, like I think nep- being a nephew, having a nephew and something – there's bond there's a lot of bond there but I did not like not a single baby made me feel good also you're getting a lot of oxytocin so you're just like pumped with hormones and I think the more you spend with your kid the more like you're feeding off hormones Mm. hormones the same hormones that are like causing you to watch things about babies yeah tiktok (laughs) hormones yeah all right, last question is, what's the best advice you've gotten on your podcast so far? I think I give myself advice, which is like, it doesn't have to be perfect. And now with the pandemic, people are more forgiving. If your audio isn't NPR level, crystal crisp, clear, people don't, people will forgive you because I think now more than ever, your quality is not being judged. Mm-hmm. And I think like letting myself be like, could it have better quality? Yeah. Could I have better equipment? Yeah. Could I have like an editor and a producer? Yeah. I was told just like do it on your own. And then eventually when people want to sponsor it or give me opportunities or 
What I hate though is getting other people involved. I used to say like, I'd go to yoga class and something and I'd be like, meet me, let's go together. And then that person would cancel and then I wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. So whenever I make plans with myself, I stick to them. When Mm -hmm. I start getting a bunch of people involved, I start, they bail and I bail and it's sticky. Everyone should have a podcast. Just do it. That's the other, that was intimidating. It's like, everyone has a podcast. Why should I? But it's like, because everyone has one and then it's like, everyone has an Instagram. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Um, well we do love your podcast so much and um where where else can people uh, find you and what are you working on what do you want to promote tiktok no instagram tiktok i'm gonna work i'm gonna you know by by eod tomorrow that would be something um instagram i post and share stuff the show up early tonight is on Hulu starting December 17th, which is really cool. And I'm on three out of the four episodes that are going to come out all at once. And then um, I have a special that I taped six weeks after I had a baby. So it's a postpartum coronavirus special. I say corona, like a pandemic special with cars. So it's a drive-in special and I make fun of myself being pregnant and like drinking my own breast milk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it's a fun special. I'm proud of myself for like pulling it together because of the, let's say 12 years I've done comedy. I've always wanted to do a special. And the one day that I get to do a special just so happens to be like six weeks after I gave birth. And I was like, you never know when it's going to happen. So this is my opportunity. And I just like, I owed it to myself to make it great. And I did. And I put being a mom on the back burner, left my kid and went to LA to film this thing and was like, this is for mama. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, so that special is coming out um, in March. And I'm really proud of it. And I'm really excited about it. And other than that, I mean, FaceTime me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm always looking for people to FaceTime. (laughs) I love this. Yes. I'm really into like signs and the universe. And maybe this is like a conversation that was supposed to happen. And then um, like out of nowhere, I become a star on TikTok. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Absolutely. 100%. I hope mm-hmm. we spark true. And if I fail, I'll come I'll come running back to Instagram with all my contour <laughs> and I'll be like, baby, I'm back. <laughs> I left you for I left you for TikTok, but Instagram, I'm back. <laughs> Esther, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. This was so thank much you. fun. I think it's so cool that you guys are doing a cool podcast and working together. As sisters. Sisters <laughs> LML. Love you guys. <laughs> so nice talking to you. So nice talking to you too. And thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at too old for TikTok pod. We also have a blog, too old for TikTok.com, where we'll be putting all the videos we mentioned today. Thanks for joining. Happy holidays.